a second-rate sequel, a big-budget mess, and misguided fan service of a hot property. It's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. Suck. Welcome back in, one and all, to Sucktastic Cinema, where if these movies try too hard or know what they are, endearment is the name of the game, and there's not going to be a lot of endearment for this episode, no, let me not tell at you. All. I am Steven, and I am Matt, and I am ready to, I we are, am so ready for We are this. ready to rock and roll for this episode. We're on the road again. Can't wait to get on the road again, except we've already gotten to our destination, yeah. so sorry, Willie. Uh, anyway, we are here at... It's, it's pretty special because we're in Kansas City uh, to visit today's guest who's on with us to talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which we are so pumped for. But it's also really cool because if, if it sounds cavernous, if the recording sounds cavernous, it's because we are recording at Mod West KC, a really, really cool um, imported furniture imported. emporium. Yes, yeah. exactly, to where our guest works and kicks ass. And he can tell you a little more about it when we get to him in just a moment here. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. This is really cool. Like it said yeah. in the intro, we're talking about Mortal Kombat Annihilation it's, it today. Re- it's really setting in on the opportunities we have to record in cool places and kind of have uh, a chance to do something like this. Uh, hopefully setting up for in the future, wherever that is, we get our own studio kind of like this. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but this is a really cool opportunity, only made possible by today's guest, who, again, we will get to in just a second. And it's uh, it's topical this weekend that we're recording yes. because the highly awaited James Wan Mortal Kombat came out on HBO Max and in theaters. And we will definitely talk about that for sure. Um, I'm giving you a spoiler alert now. Um, it because kicked total ass. It kicked total ass, <laughs> but uh, I feel like we will touch on maybe some spoilers in there. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see where it goes, but I'm yeah. giving you a spoiler alert now, but also it's very possible that our thoughts on it are will be intermittent with our thoughts on Annihilation. Mm-hmm. But before all that, um, before our... Um, our socials. Uh, we also want to we along with giving Mod West a shout out. Uh, visit their Instagram, Mod yeah, West KC. Mod West KC on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, they we're gonna pro- cross promote a little bit with them on this episode. But Matt, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter. We are at Sucktastic Sin, C I N as in cinema, and uh, we've already established. Hello, sinners. You are our listeners. Yes. You are our sinners. Welcome in new sinners who are here just for our guest, maybe. Uh, and welcome back, returning sinners. We love you, and we want to hear from you. Uh, and you can get in touch with us on Twitter that way. You can also get in touch with us on Instagram. We are at Sucktastic Pod. Also find us on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to download, subscribe, whatever means you do that through uh, and make sure to give us those five star reviews and those five star reviews and uh, yeah, just let us know you're listening. If yes. anything, and it really helps us out. Please, please, those five star reviews will help us a lot. Even if you hear the sounds of the city in the back yeah. of this episode, but that's okay because it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation, Mortal Kombat. 
Annihilation released November 21st, 1997. So kind of getting into, you know, we're, we're creeping up on the home run race. Almost home run there. Race there. Uh, so, more, so November 21st, 1997, directed by John R. Leonetti, uh, starring Robin Shu as Liu Kang. Uh. James Remar as Lord Raiden, Ugh. and yeah, this—that's the story of this of this movie. Is you're going to get a lot of the same characters, but new faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra Hess as Sonya Blade, Talisa Soto as Katana, so she's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Thompson as Shao Kahn, yikes. Uh, <laughs> Lynn Red Williams as Jax Briggs, featuring Musetta Vandar as Sindel. Reiner Schnow as Shinnok, uh, Chris Chambers briefly as Johnny Cage, and other people as Motaro, Shiva, Jade, Nightwolf, Ermac, Smoke, Baraka, Jesus. Cyrax, Scorpion, Rain, Kill me. Noob, Cybot, Sub-Zero, and Melina. Um, Rip and, out my spine. Yeah, we're going to talk about how like having all these characters works in a video game when it's 1v1 yeah. action, but not in an hour, hour and a half movie. Um, and box office was $51 million on a th- $30 million budget, so it made a profit yeah. um, because it is a Mortal Kombat movie. And here with us, he's the reason that we're in this nice space, and he's the reason that we're in this nice city. Ladies and gentlemen, making his first appearance on Sucktastic Cinema, a very close, dear, and old friend of ours, Mr. Tyler, Tyler Strickland. Strickland. Hello. Hey, what's up, sinners? How yeah. y'all doing today? You Welcome. like that? You yeah, like- it's awesome. I love that you guys have a name for your following. That's yeah. uh, It happened on accident, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best things happen on yeah. accident, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, Tyler, before we get into the movie and before we get into your experience with the movie, I'm going to continue our uh, segment that we have on the show. For those of you uh, coming in, listening for the first time, what we like to do is if this if there was a film released on VHS, we love getting what what are the VHS intro? What's the coming attractions? Yeah. What are some of the promotions on there? So, Tyler, if you don't mind, we are going to do what was on the Mortal Kombat Annihilation VHS. Absolutely. It was like the best part of the 90s, man. Exactly. 80s is that you had promotions. Now you just click on the streaming service and watch the movie you want to yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a DVD, it goes straight to the menu. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the Mortal Kombat Annihilation VHS, these are going to be all new line cinema releases coming to theaters, the lost in space at a movie adaptation from the fifties TV show. Um, it did with, uh, Sucktastic cinema alum, Matt LeBlanc. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, or maybe sixties cause Bill Moomy was on there, wasn't he? The 60s show? I think Lost in Space was 60s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I said 50s. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So the film, the movie adaptation of Lost in Space, uh, coming to home video, Wag the Dog with Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. Mm. Um, a little-known movie called Dark City, which is I, I heard is an underrated um, sci-fi movie. It's got Kiefer Sutherland and um, Jennifer Connelly. In it. Oh, so you okay. can't go wrong with Jennifer Connolly. No. I'll say. We were uh, just talking no, about no. Labyrinth before yeah, we Labyrinth. turned on the uh, the recording session. The Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, and uh, secret, was Secret to My Success? Was no. That one, uh, career the, Opportunities. Career Opportunities. Yeah, yeah Career Opportunities. Um, <laughs> one Night Stand with Wesley Snipes, which is a little-known indie movie where he has a one-night stand. Um, Boogie, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. Boogie Nights. With Mark Wahlberg and Burt Reynolds. Great movie. Um, and then the Mortal John Kombat. C. Yeah, John C. Riley. Then the Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack, which is uh, a, it's kind of a, a watered down version of like the techno house music of, uh, of the I, first movie. Can I say I was sincerely offended when they tried to use music from the first Mortal Kombat in this movie? It's like, no, nah, you can't make me, f- you can't make me try and think of a better movie while watching this crap. Yeah. Exactly. So, Tyler, what? When was the first time you ever watched this movie? And what's your experience with this movie? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I was trying to think about that this week leading up to this is what was the first experience I had with this movie. And honestly, it's that forgettable. I think, mm-hmm. um, just the movie in general, but my experience with it, I, it, it, it had to have been in 98 when the VHS came out. Right. I think I was, I was finally old enough. I'd watched the first one and my parents were cool with letting me watch the second one. And, um, you know, when you're a kid, you watch it with fresh eyes and you're just seeing all these characters yeah. that you love playing in the video game come to life. And so it was cool. Like, you're like, Oh, this is so cool. Great, great first experience with it. But you know, you don't notice and pick up on the subtle things that you, you could see as an adult. You're like, okay, this is trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but as a kid, watched it, loved it, liked the first one better, um, of course. for obvious reasons. But, uh, I think we'll get into some of the details more later about why as a kid you would have said, Oh, this is so great. Cause they use some familiar tactics from yeah. some of the shows you watched as yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and Matt, would you like to give kind of our experience so, with, with this movie? So because it was, it was one to where we were super excited cause we, why we wore the Mortal Kombat VHS yeah. out. So we love, still love the first movie mm-hmm. and actually on our other podcast, the Radcast, we actually had Tyler on to talk about that yeah. and we're so loving and glowing about it cause it's a great movie. And so we loved that so much and we knew about Annihilation and we were in a window of time to where we just, we, anything that we wanted to watch, mm-hmm. we just researched heavily and just built up the anticipation. And so finally we got to rent it and we put it in with a VHS and I guess the copy we had from the actual the tracking was the off. tracking was off. Because we rented it from like Hollywood Video, so I guess it had been rented so much, maybe that like the tracking was oh, off. Oh no! And and so there's this weird like blurry line at the top, and like, so he has like a green static yeah, line. Yeah. So the top. so already a red flag. But we're like, it's okay. We'll make the best of it. And then the whole time we're like, we're watching it. I can't remember if, while we're watching it. I was like, oh, this. I feel like really trying to make it seem really good in your head. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, there's Shao Kahn. There's these characters or whatever, but. After watching it, it was the first time in my life I remember watching a movie and being sincerely disappointed afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it ruined me. It ruined my life. It effectively <laughs> ruined my life. Yeah. It, it was, it, yeah, like you said, it was one of those things where we were so excited for it. And um, we used to share a room with our younger brother. Um, and we had to wait till he went to bed in order to watch it. Yeah. So Which we had to wait. We, we probably could have watched it with him because it's really not that bad. Yeah. No. Um, but our mom was like, you can't watch it when he's awake. I'm like, okay. Uh, he's six years younger than us. So at that time, we were like 11, Nightmare. 12. So he was like five, six yeah, years yeah. old. Um, so we sat through watching old Spider-Man cartoon and SpongeBob until he went to sleep. Uh, and then we put in Annihilation. And yeah, as soon as soon as the movie comes in, it tricks you. It tricks the viewer into thinking, "Oh, this is going to be like the first one because you mm-hmm. get the same like Mortal Kombat." Yeah, and it goes in and it kind of mimics that like tracking through the Mortal Kombat shot or the tracking through the Mortal Kombat logo shot of the first movie. You get the flames and everything, the flames shooting up, and you get like the, kind of that pulse pounding Mortal Kombat theme. And then it comes up with the logo slowly and then Mortal Kombat and it gets closer in. And then um, the like thinned out letter, like the logos thin and then it comes in with Annihilation. Like, oh, wow. Um, And like Matt said, the whole time there's this green staticky line over the top. And like we're like, "Eh, 
it it was distracting enough yeah so we're like can we make this go away but like we just kind of sat through it and boy did we have to grit our teeth and sit (laughs) through it um i mean like like you guys like you guys had said it's it's almost i almost watched it with like rose colored glasses because Mm -hmm. you put in so much work researching it and we kind of spoiled stuff for ourselves because like at the beginning of the movie and we can kind of go back to like our first impressions of like the special effects but at the beginning of the movie they don't get off on a good foot anyway Sure, special effects suck, whatever. You can get past that if you watch, like, Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. The acting was not good. They whitewashed Asian characters. Yeah. Okay, like, it would, it, at that time, they kind of just went with who yeah. maybe fit the bill the best yeah. physically. And to be fair, um, Christopher Lambert was Raiden right. in the oh, first yeah. one. Yeah. But um, I think you can make kind of excuses for gods, I guess, at that time. You'd be like, yeah. oh, well, they don't have a race yeah. or whatever. But, but right out of the gate, first five minutes, they killed Johnny Cage. Yeah, that was traumatic. Yeah, which I'm sure was traumatic for you as well. Yeah, man, you go from having a star actor in the first movie, Lyndon Nashby, and uh, Johnny Cage was as, a star actor. Uh, yeah, as, as, well. as Johnny Cage, yeah. Johnny Cage is a star, and and you know he's part of the OG three. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in the movie, and then they bring this one in. You're already anticipating this feeling of okay, this is picking up where the last one left off. Yeah. They even do a weird intro. Um, but you you don't recognize the voice. There's a voiceover. He's mm-hmm. walking you through the history of it all, um, and you know you see Robin Shu walk across the screen. You're like, oh, Luke Kang, and yeah. you're in the temple, and he's wearing the same outfit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it's like they just took a dump on your entire yeah. childhood expectations here. Uh, and yeah, you have this this dude walk on screen that's not Christopher Lambert and does not Mm -hmm. look anything like him uh, as Raiden and his voice is funky. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a signature voice, right? Like James's voice is great. It's 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 not Christopher Lambert and it's not this like kind of snide, very Mm -hmm. almost like kind of raspy. Yeah. Raspy and and very godlike, you know, if if I'm thinking of a, of an elder, of a God or even a younger God, elder God, whatever, that's, that's a, that's a voice that matches. This Mm -hmm. is like, the dunce who's coaching somebody and yeah. is terrible at it kind of voice. He's not there. even trying to sound like Christopher Lambert. No, no, he's he did not do it, he did not do it justice. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they kill off Johnny Cage, man, and yeah, and it's like two seconds into the movie, you're like, what what just happened Wait here? Second. Yeah, it's that that's the thing about this movie. So yeah, you had mentioned yeah they have this open this opening narration to again right out of the gate, you hear James Remar's voice and sure if you watch the trailers like if they showed them in like in the movie theaters you would have seen that there's you would have yeah. probably been tipped off to oh there's going to be some different people but playing these I characters didn't yeah. right so i was confused well i mean yeah. honestly even through our research because i had mentioned spoiled things i we spoil i spoiled johnny cage's death for me and i read that i'm like what i'm changing the narrative <laughs> i didn't know about any of this stuff okay <laughs> well okay Matt didn't know I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that opening narration comes in that recaps the events of the first movie, and it's James Remar giving the narration. So it's like, listen, what I, the heck? I don't know if I can suspend my disbelief enough because to me, Raiden was Christopher Lambert. Yeah. There yeah. were so many actor changes. Yeah. Like, like and way they, too many. And like Johnny Cage, granted, the guy they got kind of looks like Lyndon Ashby. Yeah, yeah. She's so like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, I recognize him from the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's not there. It, I give it. I give that a pass because he's not there long enough for me to be like. I just. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. But with like Sonya Blade, Sandra Hess looks so different. 
yeah. than than Bridget Wilson. Oh. Different haircut, yeah. different well, in, attire. Yeah, in, she's shorter than her. Yeah, exactly. Like, she her build is completely different. Yeah. Um the character yeah, the character swap there it, it it seriously was like we have this big budget movie um that the first cuz the first one did so well, but we can't either they couldn't get the actress and actors back yeah. for it or they didn't want to do the film and so they said well, we're going to push forward with it. But rather than trying to find other people that look alike, they just yeah. were like, let's throw a dart and see where we land. Right. Oh, she has exactly. blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think Bridget Wilson, people do. I can't remember what movie she was going to go do, but she was doing a movie instead. Yeah. And then Lyndon Ashby hated the script, which good yeah. for you, man. Yeah. Which leaves Robin Shoot. We're like, Robin, no. Yeah. Cause you can tell his heart's not in it. Yeah. You know, he's uh-huh. like, my friends are gone. Like my heart's not in this. Yeah. It, it, in, it would make sense if they didn't open the movie where the last one left off. So exactly. the, the last Mortal Kombat, it's this, uh, they're going back to the Shaolin Temple and they have this um, crowd of children and, and monks like running in front of them celebrating, celebrating Earthrealm's victory in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The humans have won. And it um, has just an awesome, awesome um, end to yeah. Mortal Kombat when like Shao Kahn, like this computer generated Shao Kahn, um, like comes in into the sky Bust and, through the and Shaolin Luke, Temple, Luke Hang's yeah. like, what is it? And Raiden's like the emperor. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and it's, it's supposed to set up for a sequel. Let's watch that movie right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to set up for a sequel to where you have the threat of the merging of Outworld. Yeah. And, and which is Shao Kahn's place of dwelling and, uh, earth realm. And uh, it's cool because he's like, you know, puny humans, your souls will be mine. And Raiden's like, I don't think so. And then it ends with uh, a theme and all, all, so awesome. all the striking char- a fighting yeah. stance. Exactly. Yeah. And then that is such a great end and such a great spot to where you can open a movie. But they almost disregard that and take the piss out of that ending. Yeah. Because you open it up and sure, you're in the, you're in the ruins of the Shaolin Temple. And you're up against the backdrop of a green screen, which is like... Yeah. really poorly done yeah mm. and again like it wasn't like technology still was in like ped- was like still kind of pedestrian yeah. like computer yeah. generated stuff but, but we had w- jurassic park yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah like granted you don't have steven spielberg's budget but this like this was just lazy at points oh, like terrible. with the motaro and jack's fight like yeah there were just shots of motaro walking and they just did cgi instead of just keeping uh the dude from uh uh, American, American Gladiators, Gladiators. Malibu. Malibu. Malibu from American Gladiators. Instead of he's already in a centaur costume. Yeah. So it's like just have him walk two feet. Yeah. Instead, they just did computer generated him walking two feet. Tyler, yeah. you, you commented on how the graphics looked like something from like a late '90s uh, show. Would you care to elaborate? Yeah. On that? So you know, we we said this as we were watching it together um, as well. But it, it, it felt uh, watching it as an adult, uh, it felt like it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. level of CGI. Uh, you know, because they they always had the monster builds and things like that. But mm-hmm. eventually, as the seasons went on, they started to introduce some CGI in the late '90s. Yeah. And that's what this was. I mean, it was like. PlayStation One meets exactly. like early Xeno Warrior yeah, Princess, Xeno Warrior yeah. Princess uh, level of just suck, and it's unfortunate because the first movie was so great, and mm-hmm. even the CGI that they used in it, yeah, um, it was very sparing, it was sparing, yeah. and it was well done, and the choreogra- choreography was great. This one they relied; it felt like they were relying too heavily. So there's a scene there it's in the beginning of the movie and all mm-hmm. of a sudden the sky like opens up like this portal and realm yeah. and these 
these uh, disposable henchmen from yeah. Outworld out come dropping in out of the sky. They're ninja, uh, and you know they're just they're just the next level of Outworld henchmen, sucktastic, <laughs> right. uh, because they they wear a black head wrap as opposed yeah, to a red head wrap, red right. uh, and so you know they're like the next level, but they're terrible, yeah. uh, and they're falling from the sky and there's fire but it looks something i mean it looks like it's terrible it's the, just so the, bad the actual pacing of that like the actual speed of the film yeah. like uh when that's happening the way they're dropping out and the, the speed they're dropping out i instantly got an image of like a late 90s like edm music video or whatever yeah. or yeah. like yeah. prodigy it's like i just he just said that to oh, i'm gonna own a fire starter yeah you know i'm a fire <laughs> yeah. starter well, that, that's yes, the they're thing. dropping like, out but like they're to comment on the first movie i i put because the first movie actually took time to build sets yeah yeah um, and they went absolutely. on location yeah they, like, went, they were on location here yeah but, but yeah. they relied a lot on the green screen coupled with the sets if you look at this the scorpion johnny cage fight in Mortal Kombat, it looks like they're in somewhere in Nether Realm. Oh, like yeah. it looks like they're in Nether Realm. Even if some of that, if you revealed to me that some of that was computer generated or up against a green screen or blue screen, which whatever superimposed somewhere, I would be baffled because it looks like you're in that world, believably yeah. in that world. If it's it's a world you could immerse yourself in, and, and you feel like if you were there, you could touch things. Exactly. And it's like you were actually immersed and, and in And then, like, like the, the bodies making contact with the surroundings, you know, it was yeah, very yeah. believable. And this, you can see the uh, the white outlines of the people oh, yeah. up against the green screen. Yeah. You can, like, it, 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 people are superimposed weird. Like there's a scene where Jax, who we'll get to, Jax and Sonya are jumping away from an explosion and it's clear, like clearly yeah. superimposed. It's <laughs> the a, explosion. You, it's like, it was like a thin <laughs> yeah. explosion. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like something taken from like stock footage. Oh, yeah. It's um, so bad. Or like one of those like Sega CD, like yeah. Yeah. live action video games or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But like you, like you can get her, I guess you can get away with it in like in a fantasy movie with like Outworld, but like, Tyler, you mentioned when the, the, the henchmen and the goons are falling from the sky, they're almost like falling sideways. So oh, so, yeah. Well, well they're, they're, so we'll, we'll talk about the the art of flipping in this movie. Yeah. Because, uh, Lord, I think they do more flips in this movie than yeah. they do punches and kicks. Uh, but, yeah, so these guys are, like, falling from the sky. They're flipping, and they're going – it's not like they're falling straight down. Like, they, they, they fall, like, at a at a 35-degree angle yeah. across the screen. <laughs> Um, and they're flipping through this thing. So yeah, they're on fire, they're flipping, and then they land, and they're fine. Just and it's distract like, the viewer yeah, from the fact that there's no story. Yeah, it was like they had so much money for this. They were just like, let's try and do something cool. Yeah. But they, there was like there was no intentionality in it and in how they design it. Um, granted, we're watching this in HD now, so that's, that's true. Some of that stuff yeah. that you wouldn't have seen in the OG-style TVs. Right. Um, especially on the TV I grew up watching it on because yeah. it was an old tube TV. Yep. Um, so that just, it would have looked, you know, it would, you wouldn't have noticed the difference and it probably looked really cool back in mm-hmm. 1997, oh, yeah. 1998. Uh, but nowadays we, we're into high def and our CGI yeah. has gotten so mm-hmm. much better. And so when you watch it, you're seeing those superimposed yeah. weird outlines mm-hmm. on the green screens and, um, yeah, they just felt like they didn't put as much artistry in this on building sets. It was a cash grab. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no, the first one had like, there was a passion to it and everyone right. involved from like the behind the scenes people and the actors, just everyone's heart was in it and mm-hmm. everyone was all in yeah. and they wanted it to do well. And I'm sure they still wanted a sequel to do well, but yeah. New Line Cinema 
wanted a sequel. So they're like, let's just put this out really quick. And I even have on my notes, I'm like, what's the, what's the story in this movie? It's a mess. Cause there's there, it moves so fast. They try and do so much. They all, all they do is do name drops or put actual characters in there. Mm -hmm. There's, it's so bloated with characters that you, there's, there's no, you don't even know what the story is. For sure. Bloated with fights. They're like just characters and fights. That's what they want from the video game. I think it would have been better had they just completely done away with the story and just shown us one v one fight scenes against everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could even <laughs> like, do like in like in the arcade game, you yeah. get like ominous music and you get like a flash of a picture of someone and then a little just a small quick paragraph of like what the background is and why they're fighting that, that this person. Yeah. That would have been interesting for sure, and it would have justified having so many characters with nothing going on. And we say nothing going on. There was something going on, but like literally as I was watching it as an adult, and again, as a kid, you're kind of distracted by, yeah. you know, the, oh, I know, oh, yeah. you know, Cyrax, that's pretty cool. Right. Jax Briggs is here. Holy yeah. shit. I love his, I love the cybernetic arms and enhancements. And, you know, and okay, okay, fine. Sonya Blade is hot. Like, Cassandra like, oh, has is nice to look at. Okay. Nuke Cybot. But, like, no, smoke, yeah. rain, yeah. like, like all rain. How disposable, man. Jeez. You see him for all of three seconds. Yeah, you much. hear and the it, name, and yeah. all of a sudden, well, he's gone. And that's the thing that's like, as long as my name is Ermac. Although it's like, <laughs> Oh, but it's like, it, it's so quick. You're like, oh, cool. And then it's like, it doesn't go anywhere. That's the thing. It's Baraka's in there for it's like two mis- seconds. It's misguided Three fans. different scorpions, exactly. three different Baraka's. Exactly. It's, like, it's misguided fan service. Yeah, yeah. they just, they're there and then they leave and there's no, they don't mention them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smoke Which, never gets named. I don't know. Yes. No, Smoke doesn't even get named till like. After the, after the actual fight. Yeah. He shows up and you're like, oh, cool. Another cyborg all of a sudden. And then he, the fight ends and someone's like. Well, that was smoke. Yeah, was like, smoke. Yeah. Smoke was coming after me, but yeah. like, like Shao Kahn had made him come after. Why yeah. was he coming after you? Yeah, There's no backstory yeah. on that. Yeah. So there, yeah. there. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of. It would have worked better. It, it, it reminds me of like comedians, it's like stand-ups who their their whole shtick is impressions. So they tell like really corny like thin jokes like lead ups just to lead up to their impression which the impressions are great so why don't you just do that give give like the bare minimum story that makes sense and just thread it out just to get to like fights instead of trying to like completely make the movie continue to add to how dense the movie is yeah. by trying to come up with some sort of story with depth yeah uh, because it's just a bunch of like people saying Katana's the key to this, but then like, oh, Sindel's the key mm-hmm. to this. And then it's a lot of like undertones of like, oh, well, the humans are so great and, and it's all about love and it's yeah. all about you're all family. But again, it gets lost in all of like, move along, move along, move. Oh, yeah. here's this character. Here's this character for like three seconds. Yeah. And then they get disposed of. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's so Nightwolf. Luke Kang needs to be in a... You know, he needs to rescue Katana from uh, Shao Kahn's prison. It's like she, who, who can we put in there? Let's let's throw Baraka in there. Yeah, yeah. Make who, it a challenge. Yeah, to put yeah. Baraka in there. But we're gonna multiply him by three. Yeah, exactly. And and you're like, oh, so Baraka is a species, and he's also another species yeah. of henchman yeah. for the Emperor. Uh, okay. Luke okay. Kang's gotta learn an animality. Let's have a uh, Nightwolf. Let's have Nightwolf. 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 Just bring Nightwolf in. Yeah. Uh, like, why do you need animalities? Yeah. And plus, we'll get into how ridiculous the animalities look. Oh, uh, like, it's so like it's bad. Like, one of the worst parts. Um, but to kind of, kind of rewind a little bit to Shao Kahn. 
So, yeah. like Matt said, this movie this movie doesn't get off your like they don't put your foot off their, your throat like they're it's breakneck speed right into right into the movie, which I guess is cool in the sense of you're done with the, all the origin stuff, yeah. so now you can start telling stories with these characters. But it's just it's so it's, frantic. It's right out of the gate. It's just it's so off, and I think it also starts with Shao Kahn being a big bulky white guy. A uh, short, bald white. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't know if Brian Thompson's short, but he's. I mean, in the movie, you can assume he's probably six foot two, six foot three, yeah. but he's a goofy-looking dude. He's not. He's not intimidating. No. Yeah. There's it, nothing about him that's intimidating. And it, his Shao Kahn helmet is funny because there are memes that have been going around leading up to the new Mortal Kombat, and his Shao Kahn helmet looks too big for his head. Oh yeah. 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 And the memes have said like. It's supposed to be like a kid wearing a, trying to disguise himself as a uh, in a Shao Kahn helmet. Yeah. And it says one ticket for Mortal Kombat, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why in one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest things that gets in my craw is it's much much like in the Stallone Judge Dredd to where Judge Dredd, just to give a little history, doesn't take off his helmet. No, it's I mean much like kind of how they built with the Mandalorian. It's like a code of ethics thing, but like Judge Dredd doesn't take off his helmet. Stallone doesn't have his helmet on for most of the 95 Judge Dredd. It's the same thing with this. Shao Kahn, we know Shao Kahn to have his helmet. Yeah. um, No matter how big it is. Shao Kahn. Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) Brian Thompson, 98% of this movie, doesn't wear the helmet. And the one time... Or the the uniform. He's like shirtless throughout the whole thing. Right. And then he puts his like... We'll call them overall suspenders. We'll call them, yeah, combat suspenders. That's what they are. And he puts his combat suspenders on for like two parts of it. His leather daddy costume. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It it just, it all looks so unnatural on him and clunky and stuff. Yeah, which would probably explain maybe why he didn't wear the helmet so much. It's like, oh, here's the helmet to put on the posters. Here's the helmet for some key shots. Um, But even then, and he's not even sinister. Shao Kahn is scary. Like, Shao Kahn is like you think Shang Sh- Shang Tsung is the big boss in Mortal yeah. Kombat? No, Shao Kahn is like especially up to that point. Shao Kahn yeah. is like he's the he's the big baddie. Just going back to the actual arcade game, how many quarters were spent like trying to beat Shao Kahn was the hardest yeah. person to you beat know, in Mortal Kombat. They had the tower, you know, so you had to do yeah. the tower. You fought through the tower. It was kind of one of the cool appeals of the game is that you sure. could do the t- challenge towers. And every single one of them, when Shao Kahn was at the top of it, like you, when you finally got to him, you got destroyed. I mean, unless yeah. you just knew what you were doing, you got ripped to shreds. He was big. He was mm-hmm. strong. Oh yeah. When he, he had hit, his hammer. Yeah, he had his hammer. When he hit you, now he was a little bit of a slower character. Sure. But when he hit you, it took away like a fourth of your life yeah. points. Like, you know, you had to jump, you had to duck, you had to try and sweep. And I think that was that was what you come into this movie with with that aspect because this is a movie made for video game fans, yep. of the, you know fans of the franchise, and you get this guy who looks like a '90s like cheap metal funk band frontman, right. yeah, like goofy looking, bald, but you you could probably assume he might be able to sing a little bit. Sure, uh, He's, and, he has a nice timbre in his voice. Yeah, 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 and and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't intimidating enough. No, like, he doesn't look like a villain. He doesn't play the villain. He plays a almost kind of mamby pamby whiny He's dude. super theatrical. Yeah, yeah, overly theatrical. Super like over the top. And uh it's tough cuz you get Shang, you know, Shang Tsung in the first movie who's your villain is is scarier mm-hmm. yeah. than the dude that's supposed to be the emperor of all Outworld. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, come on, what, yeah. what, where's, where's the tension there? Yeah, and our world is the baddest of the bad. Yeah, yeah. dude, they're, 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 they're dope. They're, they have all the best fighters. Yeah. They win yeah. the tournament most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, and he's so over the top. He didn't strike me as like a threatening villain. He was more so like, uh, a condescending dungeon master that thought too highly of himself right that is like, so perfect <laughs> like, like that that's how it felt like you're sitting i i could see myself going to a comic book shop and seeing a dungeons and dragons session on like the side of the shop and someone's like and now i rule all of you <laughs> like and it's just this dork that thinks really highly of himself mm-hmm. if it this I had a note that said this felt about as threatening as a live action role playing session. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give you that. And in you guys had touched on it. It's one of the biggest things people point out as to what is terrible about this movie is the acting. Yeah, like the, it's the, horrible. Like the first movie, sure, you had some cheesy, corny things. Um, Talissa Soto isn't a good actress, so they gave her a, like a few lines. Yeah. Bridget Wilson, some some of her stuff is like. Eh, yeah, it's the writing right. was so but, charming. But yeah. you you had Lyndon Ashby who killed it. You had um, uh, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. You had Shang Tsung, uh, Carrie. Um, it's Johnny it, Tsunami. Johnny, Johnny Tsunami's grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> um, you had hey, Rob, Robin yeah. Shu who with what little he could like. Robin Shu, he's not a great actor, but he he still was like fine. It, so like it, it was all so well done within that world, and then you get. People, because Paul Anderson, who who did the first movie, was such a fan, so he wanted to stay true to like yes. the the spirit mm-hmm. of, the, of the video game. S- New Line Cinema, they're like, oh, all right, that's fine, we'll take it from here. And like Paul Anderson didn't like it, Lynn Ashby didn't yeah. like it, Robin Shu didn't like it, but it's like, okay, I'm but I'm like Liu Kang, and like he they're they're Kang. paying me a lot of money, um, so I can't really fault them for that, um, but. It just it's like New Line took over and they're like, we'll hire this guy. And like yeah. it was it was a bunch of people who <laughs> whatever, it's just the characters, yeah. it's not the actors. But this who cares? was this was a time to where like you didn't get people who were fans of the material or w- whether or not we knew they were fans or not. You got them for again, I think I said at the beginning, like maybe a physical look or like the the audition. So they were like, Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a video I'm a villain, a video game. What what's that that's like being in a cartoon. So they were like yeah. cartoonishly villainous like over oh, the that's, top and that's cheesy. a great way to put it I, I guess i never thought about that but yeah the, it is it is almost like we said overly theatrical but sure. yeah it's it's very cartoon yeah even how like and we'll probably get to this there's a scene where you know um shao Kahn walks in and he's talking to rain and he goes you know did you make them beg for their life and he yeah. said but master i thought and he just yeah. jacks him at the yeah. hammer and he sends him into the fire and even that's just like funny. It's laughable. Because yeah, he's like, ah. Well, yeah. all, all it's missing is the Wilhelm scream, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's this. There's just this point where you're like, okay, this this movie didn't either wasn't trying to take itself too seriously, or it took itself way too seriously, yeah. and then it came out comic. Came off right. Horrible. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he like he takes his hammer and gingerly like taps the dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, and that was, that that scene alone is what stands out to me. When we're talking about like name drops, oh yeah, because he's like, you know, we've taken America's champions, Cabal and Striker. It's like, okay, those are just those are just that's just for the fans. Who, yeah, the, the James Wan Mortal Cabal was bad. They did, they did Cabal very well. Yes, they did. Um, and then like you had these, just these blatant like, this is who I am. Like he's a, because like you have the the ninja. 
that says, well, we let Raiden go. And they're like, how dare you, Rain? And like, yeah. oh, okay, Rain. And then, and then Motaro's like, me, Motaro, I'll be your guard. And Us she was like, are this and blah, yeah, and blah. she was like, I am Shiva, and, and I was, you know, uh, the Queen's uh, guard. The Queen's guard. Queen yeah, and then I kind of joked, and I was like, earlier the Ermac, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, if, and I'll protect you, or else my name isn't Ermac. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's that kind of lame, like, and I'm the like the Mickey Mouse Club, like <laughs> I'm I'm you know Nanette or whatever. It it was just it was it's so the the fan service wasn't even like. It was so ham-fisted and forced. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you, as a fan, if you were a fan and you'd played the games, you know what people look like. And it's not like yeah. the costumes were super far off. No. no. Like, they looked pretty video game accurate. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they had to do all these weird announcements, it just, it, it was like, what's the point here? I know yeah. who, I know what Ermac looks like. He's the red ninja. I play as him a lot. Yeah, exactly. I know what Rain looks like. He's purple, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, the only one I could understand is Smoke because he comes in as a cyborg. Yeah, exactly. And so you're like... Smoke. Smoke cyborg. But then Mortal Kombat 3 followed it up with him as a playable character yeah. as a cyborg. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that fight in the mud, um, excuse me, Sonya Blade, was that Melina? Yeah. 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 They don't even mention her name. No. And you don't even know it's Melina because she's got her face covering well, on, yep. so you the, can't see her teeth. The thing is, they, the the reference is supposed to be, like the way they reference her, I guess is supposed to be, is supposed to be, that's like a wink and a nod to the fans, or it's like, because it, Sonya's like, Katana? And she's like, you wish, or something like oh. that. Yeah, and I guess oh, to say, yeah. oh, that's her sister, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Melina, yeah, it is her sister. I, I but. think it's like it's like Melina and Katana, because Melina's pink, Katana's blue. Yeah, and then maybe Jade. They were all supposed to be like the the daughters of somebody. Shao Kahn. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like adopted daughters. Yeah, of Shao yeah, Kahn. adopted yeah, daughters. I can't remember. Of Shao Kahn. It's it's funny because we kind of joked because not only is this fan service to Mortal Kombat fans, it's fan service to Encino Man fans because Sandra Hess <laughs> was the cave nug cave at the nug. end of it. They're like, oh, this isn't the first time she was covered in mud. You know, <laughs> um, the movie pretty much moves along because they're supposed to go to these different parts of Earthrealm as Earthrealm and Outworld start to merge. So they have to get in like because they're 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 defeated pretty much at the beginning yeah. like. Like Shao Kahn like takes on Raiden one on one after a bit of like over the top cheesy acting, uh, which props to James Remar for trying to make something of it because he's not a bad actor. No, um, I've seen all. Walker Texas Ranger. He, yeah, he had an episode. <laughs> I've in seen there. the Quest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they kind of get bested after Shao Kahn like Johnny. So Shao Kahn throws a rope around uh, Sonya's legs and then pulls her down and he has like his foot on her neck like saying you know I'll you know I'll kill her stuff like that I'll kill you and uh, Raiden's <laughs> trying trying to like talk him away from it and Johnny which it was only hinted at that there was going to be a love angle between Johnny and Sonya in the first yeah, movie but right. they didn't directly come out with it mm-hmm. now it's like they've gone into it with it like okay maybe it was established in the video games, but now it wasn't established like in the movie. So now there's this romantic attachment to where, okay, Johnny is defending her cause he, he, he is falling in love with her. Sure. And yeah. they throw the shadow kick in there. Yep. Sure. That was, fan service. Uh, yeah, fan yeah. service. You know what? I love Johnny Cage in this movie. <laughs> um, he wasn't there for very long, so he didn't have to suffer from the story quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And we got to see a shadow kick. Yeah. But it's then, great. But then like Khan takes him and breaks his neck and like, like Sandra or not Sandra Sonia <laughs> is like she's so broken up about it so when they're all like fleeing 
to get away because uh, they have to go to this this cave and this this underground temple uh, to where they have to take these big hamster balls to other parts of <laughs> Earthrealm. The fuck? The Velospheres. <laughs> yeah. um, and like so... So, I'm, see now I'm trying not to say Sandra, so when I say Sonia, I think I'm saying Sandra, <laughs> or Oprah and Uma. Uh, but uh, uh, but Sonia is all like broken up about it, and I'm like, okay, yes, you're broken up over your friend, but then like she keeps saying, yeah, they didn't tell us we, they didn't prepare us for what happened to Johnny, or like how yeah. all of us couldn't even save Johnny. Yeah. If anyone gets to kill Shao Kahn, it's me. It's, it's me. like steps that you're not gonna kill. You Shao have no Khan. powers. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Which was addressed in the movie, and they did yes. very excellent. Very Excellent job with that in the new one, the yes. new movie, um, the yeah. James um, Wan movie. But they go, they all are, they all are going their separate ways. To a, they have their own stories now, own storylines to try and merge at the end, and also to throw in more characters. Exactly, yeah. blood it out, blood you, it you out. Can, they're, they're, you can tell like a character like Sub Zero is used as a vessel to push the story along, right? Sort yeah. of. Same with Nightwolf, sort of. Yeah, they come and go. I mean, they're they're disposable characters. I mean, it, honestly, it makes sense. No, the '90s was a super disposable time. Let's talk about that. Sure. Uh, you know, you had. You're wrong, but go ahead. It, well, <laughs> it, here's why I say the '90s is disposable. Yeah. It's not that the '90s itself is disposable sure. because that's my you know that's my jam. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was like disposable cameras, disposable this. Everything mm, was quick one. Literally use stuff. disposable. Yeah, like okay, we were yeah, we yeah. were the generation of like single use everything in the yeah. '90s. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's and keep then, moving. Let's yeah, go. Let's yeah. go. We, you know, we came out of the eighties. We're all coked out. Let's make it happen. <laughs> all of us uh, are born with coke in our veins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it, so you have this, you have this way throwaway type type thing. And now we're getting closer to the two thousands. And honestly, my favorite at it, like storytelling in cinema was great. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when it just kind of became, we can make a lot of money. And yeah. so the movies, the stories in the movies weren't always awesome, but the movies themselves were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the, it was like sometimes in the late nineties, there was like this weird mashup of like, everyone wanted to be a director. Yeah. And so these movies were like, Hey, we're going to give you a ton of money. Just make it happen. Mm-hmm. And there was like that artistry was lost. And so everything became disposable. And that's what happens with all these characters is they're like, Hey, we just want to, we're going to, we're going to blow this out. But like anywhere between like 20 to like the longest, I think the longest throwaway character, presence we get is jade yeah yeah and she's super disposable like if you didn't introduce her in the movie at all nothing nothing would have changed yeah you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah Uh, the story could have gone on without her and she's like terrible the actress is not good yeah Yeah. nobody's good in this movie no no No, i mean we just i know we just gave props to james remar sandra hess actually isn't bad in this movie her acting is is her acting's not is, great, but but then but her also her her the her physicality is her fighting's good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's um she's malleable. She has some good choreography. She does some great stunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's her or her stunt person, sure. I mean they they do some great. She has some great moves, uh, as opposed to you know Bridget playing her. Bridget has one or two fight scenes where she does yeah. really well, but you can tell that it's very rigid and it's very militaristic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more of a rounded. Sonia in in some of the fights um you know she knows how to throw more than a a a hook in a straight yeah the I think the the downside here is that she still gets downplayed through the whole movie Mm -hmm. and then you see her fight Melina and it was like oh yeah Sonia can actually throw hands yeah because you know when we get to the point we talk about like Jax he's like I'll take homeboy yeah go fight the disposable ninjas you know and and so like there's this point of 
she can throw hands, but her story is like she needs to ask for help. It was almost yeah, like yeah. they tried to adapt the Wizard of Oz into this. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, they all had these like glaring weaknesses. Yeah, Luke Hangs was that he didn't have confidence, and it's like, come on, right. dude, you just you just won Mortal Kombat. you just won Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Con- confidence. But and then Jax Raiden, also didn't have confidence. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Nobody like, has confidence. No one's no one's yeah. sure of themselves yeah. in this movie. Uh, or they're overly sure of themselves. Yeah. But then Katana doesn't have anything to work on. She's just perfect. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what what ticks me off about Liu Kang losing his confidence, even though he won Mortal Kombat, is they take the piss out of that, too. Yeah, like, yeah. They t- they, Everyone's like, ugh. Liu so, Kang, yeah, ugh, the like, chosen uh, one. Nightwolf is like, so what? Mortal Kombat. I've like you, you're, you're, so you're Lord, you're Raiden's, you know, guy or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm sorry. Where were you during Mortal Kombat? I'm sorry. Kombat? How are you, how's Nightwolf more powerful than Liu Kang? Um, yeah. but, uh, I guess he is, I don't know. But when Tyler mentioned the, I'll take homeboy, it was against Cyrax. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Fought, yeah. yeah when, when they actually yeah. find Jax. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I want to comment on, cause yes. Okay. We've, we've no, we've said, yes, the acting is bad. The story, it, although it comes in fast, it does. It's like a game of 52 it's card it, somewhere. Well, it's yeah. like a game of 52 card pickup. You can have like, you can have the, uh, a brief, like, moment of like like a brief explosive moment but then everything goes everywhere and it's a mess yeah um so like that okay that's the story that's the movie it's breakneck speed uh the but that's the problem is it gums it up and it's only an hour and a half so yeah. if this were like a two-hour movie maybe you could stretch it out a bit they spend more time on some establishing shots than they do yeah. on building the story <laughs> yeah. um but so they're already in their allotted spots so now we get the martial arts, more of the martial arts. So yes. Tyler, as the expert out of the three of us, why don't you comment on the martial arts a little bit? Sure. So the, you know, the fighting in the beginning of the movie is actually kind of clunky. Um, you know, Shao Kahn just trucks right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They rely a little bit too much on the flips. Um, you know, flash forward, they actually avoid the fight. They run away. Uh, and then you get to what I consider to be the best scene in the movie mm-hmm. Um, the reason why is because it's not shot up close. There's a little bit spread out yeah. and it is like, there's like next to no CGI in it. Um, so in walks, it, you know, in walks the fight between the henchmen and smoke sub zero comes in, freezes smoke, they kick him, And then scorpion shows yeah, up. Yeah. Um, another bloating, just throwing in a character for mm-hmm, fan yeah. service. Yeah. And if you're going to keep anyone around to drive a story, you got to keep scorpion. Yeah. yeah absolutely. He, just, he abducts Katana. He's like soccer. And yeah. Then leaves. But the best fight scene you get is between the two ninjas is, is, um, you know, it's sub zero, but it's not the behind sub zero. Yeah. It's his younger brother. And mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, I can't, can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't actually admit, announce his name, but it's talked about in the video games. Uh, so you see sub zero and scorpion going at it and it's, it's rad. It's a great yeah. fight scene. The, the flips, the kicks are all done by the stunt man. Um, and because, there's a, a mask. You don't have to put an actor in the body mm-hmm. of Scorpion. You can just use a stuntman and do voiceovers. Yep. Uh, so you have a great stuntman there. You have the great work done. Their, their, their martial arts there is great. They're, fu- they're punching, they're kicking, they're throwing, um, and they're, they're fighting. It's a 1v1 fight scene mm-hmm. that yeah. you deserve. Uh, you know, and then, okay, move forward a little bit more, and there's, there's actually a lacking of action in this movie. If you notice that, like, the fighting isn't actual fighting like we got yeah. in the first one the fighting is way more over the top theatrical yeah yeah it, it's almost like all right you do your thing now well, you do your the, thing. The yeah. thing it also and i mentioned kind of the 52 card pickup analogy it's also you watch the movie and it's like knowing somebody who tries to be so philosophical and heady and they say so much without even say they they try to they say 
all these things and they, they get really wordy, but it's like, you're saying so much, but you're not saying anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like what you're saying has no substance. So yeah, like there's no action to provide substance to the story and also to build upon what you said, the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, which is like, it's like the best fight in the movie. Um, Before that, when Smoke is tailing Katana and Liu Kang, because that's where we get the line where Mm Sub-Zero is like Smoke, you know, Khan reprogrammed Smoke to to kill you when he was out out for me. Um, the, The most glaring part in that fight between Liu Kang and Smoke is Smoke, he's a cyborg in this, he's shooting rockets at Liu Kang and there's this one moment that you can point to then be like come on to where the flip is the flip is too much it's over exaggerated oh, yeah. and it also for someone like Liu Kang who for the most part in the first movie they kept pretty grounded with his mm-hmm. martial arts yes like yeah. meaning you know grounded in reality yeah, yeah, with he, a few you tell a, he was a Shaolin yeah, fighter yeah. in a few moments when they're in Outworld in the first Mortal Kombat, that's when maybe he gets an exaggerated moment because mm-hmm. you're in a fantasy world. Yeah. Um, he but, did his dragon kick. Yeah, he did his dragon kick. But in this, it's like almost like it's such an awkward, over exaggerated flip when he gets a <laughs> when he gets a rocket shot at him to where you're like, oh, come on. It was almost like the the lineman. Um, the, the suspension lineman pulled his line too t- too hard yeah. and he like <laughs> whooped and he just yeah. flipped him up because he like yeah. he like started a flip and all of a sudden it was just like he whipped up out the screen he like runs into the path he, of the rocket just yeah. to flip over it he over just it. Stayed it takes he like was two at. or three ginger steps forward and then it's like this weird out of place like yeah backflip yeah over exaggerated backflip um, but then also we get a fight where Sonya and Raiden are in Hawaii at this facility. To where Jax is. Yeah. Um, that that I was actually just about to say, um, before I forget, we it's it, we need to talk about Jax because they don't explain why he's there, how he got there, mm-hmm. what like how anybody knows who he is, why he's laying on the table, why he's been outfitted with cybernetic arms. Like mm-hmm. it didn't look like that was his choice. Like it's just they literally Jax is there and that's it. And my yeah. note said, Why is Jax there? Because he wasn't there for Mortal Kombat. Like, you no. see him briefly in the first movie when Sonya's trying to catch Shang Tsung's boat. She's like, Shang Tsung's on that, or no, Kano's on that boat. And he's yeah. like, Sonya, where are you going? Sonya. Like, that's the last time you see uh, Jax in yeah. that movie. So it's like, how did he get here? Why is he here? Why does What's he have it? the arms? Who put those on him? Like, Well, the tournament, from our understanding, didn't take that long. No. So all of a sudden, he's in Hawaii getting some cybernetics redone yeah <laughs> so maybe, maybe maybe he had that planned anyway on his schedule could be and it just so happened mortal Kombat was occurring that yeah, he's at like oh shit time. i guess i'll catch that if i get time the realms emerging ah oh, man uh, <laughs> but like but what threw me off also was when after their fight like cyrax and yeah and, and yeah, all that stuff there's, there's a fight that goes down where sonya finds Sonya finds Jax and then like she she kind of briefs him a little bit on what's going on like in that moment and then yeah, yeah Cyrax shows up and that that's even like a pretty cool you get to Cyrax see, looks cool you get yeah, and, yeah. you get to see Sonya kick ass a little bit but which then is really cool they catch up to Jade and Liu Kang Liu Kang's like is that Jax it's like how do you know who that well, is yeah later yeah. on yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it it is it that. That's a that's a pretty cool fight scene. Pretty kind of some innovative moves. They're trying to take him take down Cyrax. Uh, I thought it was funny how like Jax has these cybernetic enhancements. He's like, 
and they give him like all the like the oh hell yeah Tessa's, he, oh hell ta- no you, you can tell they liked the actor a lot like in yeah. his audition they're like we should we should write we should write some one-liners for this guy <laughs> uh, he's charismatic but, but he has the arms and like there's a moment in the fight to where like he punches through a wall and he can't get it out and reminded <laughs> me of spongebob he has like anchor the anchor arms. arms which he looks real beefy but he can't but, but he lift can't anything. he can't lift anything yeah so it's like okay it looks like those arms are just for show then. you got <laughs> yeah. it you got in there and now you're gonna get out but there there is a cool shot to where sonya um flips over to Cyrax back and takes him and as she's monkey she's like monkey flipping him or doing like a mm-hmm. like a monkey flip on him and it's this shot um to where you get like a close-up of like Sandra Hess as she's like doing the, it's it's a pretty cool shot yeah, yeah um so there are a few good things but anything good uh it's not cool anymore when the everything they, in comparison is yeah. so bad when when they beat Cyrax um, he has this dragon tattoo come off, which comes in later. It like flies away, yeah. And then a self destruct mode kicks in, and they're like, you know, is that what I think it means? She's like, well, all right, we got to get out of here. And as the we that's to what we mentioned before, the building exploding, and they're superimposed in there. And yeah. They're both like, they're both splayed out and like, yeah. you know, over exaggerating. Like, like in the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but it just, I don't know it. it the martial arts in there is cool. Some of the, but there's not enough action, yeah. like you had said, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Well, in in a little little comment on the the Jackson, we talked about like why is he there? What is he doing there? Also, when they abandoned the facility, why would they have just left their prime soldier with all these new cybernetic enhancements? Yeah. Just they just uh, they just left him. He's the only yeah. person left in the compound. Yeah. Like they just like still strapped uh, to a table. Yeah. Unfortunately, the black gentleman with the new arms, you're on your own, bud. Yeah, We're all out of here. Like, what? Racist. I, but I'm the only one that you've enhanced. Yeah. Why so would you leave me? Just a just by random hack happens. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. The, you know, there's there, there are some cool spots. And there's some cool shots in this movie. That happens to be one with, you know, Sandra Hess as Sonya Blade grabbing, you know, what would be the back of Cyrax's, you know, robot costume, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and flipping him and, and you can see the cool camera work cause you see her face and you see her body rolling backwards and mm-hmm. throwing, um, that might've taken up their whole budget to make this right. happen. Right. Yeah. That's probably, that's what we'll say. That Just took the, the whole budget. Shots. That camera yeah. shot took the whole budget. So yeah. that's why the rest of it's so bad. But, yep. um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then, you know, the fighting, even, even at the end, like we see some of the, the final battle fights. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's more that one-on-one and the best fights are between Jackson Mataro Mm-hmm. Yeah, and between Sonya and Ermac, and then Noob Saibot, like that's those yeah. are the best ones. Liu Kang versus Shao Kahn is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, watching watching Katana fight her mom is it's embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. <laughs> it's like watching yellow belts who just learned how to throw sidekicks yeah, exactly. kick at each other mm-hmm. uh, as a form. Like it's they they don't punch. They just yeah. throw some some really basic kicks, and the camera movement is weird because they when they move to the left, the camera moves doesn't move with them it moves away from them mm-hmm. yeah um and so yeah it's just it's just awkward uh and so it's really interesting that your prize fighters are supposed to be katana yeah and Liu kang and they get the least amount of like credible fight scenes yeah mm-hmm. um and i guess that brings me to the point of animalities uh, and their yeah. like heavy reliance on some of that stuff too yeah but and we talk about this movie the acting's terrible the the pièce de résistance, the yes. the the worst of the worst in this movie is Sindel, mm-hmm. oh, and gosh. guarantee you, you've seen this scene 
it's always on compilations of bad acting in movies is when they when katana first sees sindel she's like mother you're alive and she's like too bad you will die and it's (laughs) she's cringe awful in this movie and i can't believe like I, I knew if I'd listened back to this, I'd be kicking myself if we didn't bring up Sindel yeah. because she's she's one of, if not the worst part of this movie to a lot oh, of people. So static, and very yeah. flat. And you mentioned the final fight. Like You can tell by the music and the one-liners and the way they framed the shots that they really wanted it to be badass, mm-hmm. like so bad. And like it, it, They really wanted it to, for you as an audience member to be like, fuck yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah. But it fell so flat. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we watched, you know, we watched, we rewatched it after we had watched James Wan and there's a mm. similar thing in the James Wan. Yeah. Spoiler ahead. Yeah. So you can pause or skip ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the James Wan, they all split that. They split them up and yeah. they all go do these one V one fight scenes. Similar to what's happening there. Yeah. But everybody gets a badass fight yes. scene and it looks good and it's done well yeah. and uh, i mean you know we're what almost 20 years later at this yeah. point from that movie we're 20 yeah. something years later 23 or something like yeah. that years mm-hmm. later from that point so it makes a little sense like mm-hmm. yeah eh, it was the 90s we were still learning what how to do and make things the best mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was super disservice yeah, yeah. and 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 before all that, yeah, you have you have the okay. You, he's with lose with Nightwolf, and okay, he we have him for animalities because animalities were now in the third Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So he you get him like trying to turn into this like really shitty looking dragon. It's so um, bad. And then like and then in their final fight, Shao Kahn, which would lead to like oh you gotta you gotta find it within you. You gotta find that passion fire within you, Liu Kang. Um, in order to Your unlock animality. this, yeah, which, 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 funny enough, kind of mirrors like a, you know, Kyle. I'll kind of add a spoiler in here to spoiler to the James Wan movie, which, funny enough, kind of mirrors what they try and do with this new character and finding his Arcana, yeah, as mm-hmm. well. Um, but again, to add on to what you said about the new the new movie, the one v one stuff at the end. Um, is cool because you had a cohesive story right. kind of building characters before that instead of just like here's a here's a sparse shot of this person yeah. or here's this fan service okay now they're gonna fight with characters that sure they built a dynamic between Sonya and Jax which was cool um but you almost don't care about the characters at this point for them to like go one-on-one right and yeah. again, the fighting isn't good um, no. in those spots um, but even like Raiden, they have Raiden lose his um, his immortality in order to like, he became mortal in order to like, I guess protect, you know, protect the characters and stuff like that. So that's yeah. a glaring plot hole for me. Mm-hmm. I put down. Uh, he goes, he meets with the elder gods. They tell him there's no way to stop it. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he like goes from, and it's, I, I wonder if it's like, Hey, you can have these powers, but you can't interfere. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this isn't mortal combat anymore. Yeah. This yeah. is just a war. And so I, I kind of wonder is like, did he, did he have to give up his power so that he could fi- help them fight yeah. or, you know, you know, if, if Shao <laughs> Kahn can do this or is it one of those things where he's losing his power anyway? Or, yeah. Um, there's a point where Shao Kahn loses his powers too. There's mm-hmm. consequences. So maybe yeah. maybe he's like, hey, if I trade mine, if I give mine away, does that mean, you know, Shao Kahn has to lose, yeah. gets to lose his? I don't know. They don't tell you at all. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden he flips out 
and he goes in wearing Literally. all white, but then he does a front flip out of the thing. <laughs> they do too many flips in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and he's wearing, you know, khakis and a black vest, and he's yeah. got a haircut. Yeah. Uh, and his white hair is now blonde. Hello, fellow kids. He's, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah like the new do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and you can tell that the, they knew, well, probably did. I'd prefer to believe that they weren't self aware. The yes. story was so shallow. They're like, we need we need a tense moment of drama. Uh, Shao Kahn and Raiden are brothers. Yeah, bum, and, bum, bum. and their dad is Big Shinnok. And like, yeah. um, no. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we don't even know that Shinnok until the end of the movie when the it's Elder Gods some... are like, you know, Shinnok, you know, did this and that. We're like, yeah. oh, I only knew that was Shinnok because yeah. when I was looking up on IMDb, the characters, I was like, that was Shinnok. Yeah. Is it in Shinnok in the games? Does in this movie he's a white guy with a goatee, looks like an accountant with a hood on. Ugh. Like Shinnok looks way different. He doesn't. Oh, even, yeah. He doesn't even look human. Like no, in, in no, the games at all. At all. Mm-hmm. Shinnok. It's so funny. Shinnok and Shao Kahn both look like dungeon masters. Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. those like kind of Shinnok guys. That, literally looks like a dungeon. He does. Master. He has the yeah. robe and the hood. Yeah. And, you know, probably played the game original. probably did some D&D yeah. when he was mm-hmm. a kid and yeah. in his high school years. And then now he's like, I am the Dungeon Lord. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing a suit and tie underneath that robe. Dude, that's <laughs> so perfect. I could, I could, <laughs> so God, it's, if, if you're going to make so many characters recognizable, why not just take the effort to make Shinnok look like Shinnok? Like, look, make him look like he's part of Outworld. Yeah. Like, you know, you're already putting all this effort into like giving Shiva those arms and Motaro and mm-hmm. all all the special effects. If if a game like the Sub Zero Origins game or like the yeah. like the 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 spinoff Sub Zero like game yeah. for PlayStation can make Quan Chi look good like Quan Chi yeah, and 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 that's on like a PlayStation budget yeah. or whatever you can take your big budget and make Shinnok look yeah. like Shinnok the yeah. actual game advertisement for I can't remember if it's Mortal Kombat 3 or Mortal Kombat 4 um whichever one Shinnok was on first number four number four so the ad for number four like the TV ad yeah had a guy dressed as Shinnok and it looked like Shinnok yeah it's like, yeah the horns just, and yeah the, yeah he a big budget like movie can do guy. that mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. It's just they're we're not gonna keep we won't keep harping on the same stuff. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie. If you haven't, you know, it, it's I everything we've said is like it, it's it's a bad movie. It's it's a it's quite literally like a second rate sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, the move the fir- it, this is how I've looked at it is the first Mortal Kombat is the feast you wanted, and the mm-hmm. second one is the dump you took afterwards. Yeah. That's oh, no, a, exactly. That's a perfect analogy. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's a second-rate sequel. Like I said, that had very little of what the first made the first one great. Um, it had the same characters, but a name only. It didn't have the charm. It didn't have the heart. It mm. didn't have the depth. Like, it, the, the martial arts wasn't there. Yeah. The story, like, it, it was missing so much of what made the first one. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we say great if you're some stuck, like, stuffed up, like, film critic you'll shit on the movie what made it great for fans of the series because yeah. uh, until quite honestly i think james wan's mortal Kombat is going to be considered the greatest video game adaptation movie of all time hands down but until yeah, that down. the first mortal Kombat was considered that by so many fans yeah. yes yes and it's just this one was just made by people who only knew the success of the first movie and let's try and capitalize on that oh there was a video game out Go make a list of all the characters in there. It was very little thought or heart was yeah. put into this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. 
Um, I think en- enough with that shit. Like, I think before we close out the episode, I think we should. I just want to say too, as quickly as the movie came in at a breakneck pace, it, it that it was as, as that was as abruptly as it ended. It ends, yeah. Yes, it, I think for just a little bit, mm-hmm. we should flip the script and talk about James Wan's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yes. Because it, so we're recording this on April twenty fourth. It came out yesterday. Yeah. And it was Tyler's idea to kind of surround this episode's release and the recording session around mm-hmm. the new Mortal Kombat, just so we could have the funny angle of oh, there's this good one. Now let's mm-hmm. talk about this shitty one. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk just a little bit about how awesome the new Mortal Kombat is. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because it kind it it did a great job of having characters you knew, but a wide variety of them, but it was, there wasn't too many of them. Right. And they did a great job of, you know, the story is original story and it's driven by a new character, but you, I loved was Cole young. Yeah. His name. I loved him and I loved the story and the, it's, it's brutal. And there were so it, there were so many like I'm moments where it if you're playing a Mortal Kombat game and you see a just a gnarly fatality and you're like, oh, oh yeah. shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I think the opening scene, which if you if you aren't worried about, um, well, I'll, t- I'll put it this way: if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, go to YouTube and they put the first eight minutes of the movie out. Yeah. And you can watch the opening scene. Um. That opening scene was done so freaking well. Yeah. Mm-hmm that it set up the rest of the movie, whether the movie flopped or not, the first yeah. eight minutes are gold. Yeah. The movie didn't flop. It's no. great. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Like, yeah. It's just, it's phenomenal. Um, it is what you want from a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. They, they show, they spare no blood the or casting gore. Casting was Casting perfect. is spot on, man. They, they used, um, you know, popular actors who have great experience in, in fight and yeah. or martial arts style. Uh, Joe, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so I apologize. I think it's Talsim or Taslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's the character that plays Bihan uh, Sub-Zero. Yeah. He was in a series called Warrior on HBO. He was on Cinemax. It's now on HBO yeah. Max. Does a great job with his kung fu, um, translating that into Sub-Zero, who yeah. they've taken the Lin Kwai and have made them Earthrealm people that are now... Chinese, yeah. uh, and you know, he speaks in fluent Mandarin, I believe. And then you have the um, Hanzo Scorpion, yeah. and his clan, and they're Japanese because they are ninja. Uh, and so you see that being represented well. You have Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, mm, who perfect. did a phenomenal he, oh. job. Kung um, Lao, Kung is Lao was casted great. Ass. Oh yeah. my goodness. Um, and then the subtle nods they gave. Yeah. So they talk about a lot of characters in this, and you see a lot of the characters yeah. that from the past, whether they're subtle or not, so, you know, they're, but they're subtle nods yeah. so that it doesn't bloat it. There's it no is, name yeah. dropping. Like, mm-hmm. you see a picture of Nightwolf. Yeah, you're like, oh, Kotal Khan. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, Shao you see Kotal Khan. Cool. You see, yeah, you do. You see Shao Kahn's uh, statue, his photo. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the great Kung Lao, yeah. as in the, <laughs> which is an image that you don't normally see. Yeah. Uh, first champion for Earthrealm. You see Katana's fans yeah. in yeah. Raiden's yeah. temple. Um, it would, they were Easter eggs. They oh, weren't. So many. They didn't spend money on characters to have in there for two seconds and like just get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. And what and the action was and awesome. And then and then also like what could have been like the action could have been something like oh well the action saved it. Um, the acting was really good too. Yeah. Like like 
when it first started, I was like, okay, this may be something where the acting is lacking, lacking a little bit. But no, it picked it up, and like, and Jax, you know, it's spoiler alert. There may be some spoilers in this brief little, you know, mentioning of things. Um, so I will, I'll put a timestamp in the description of this episode if you don't want to hear spoilers of the new Mortal Kombat. Um, hopefully, you've watched it already. Um, but if not, spoiler alert, real quick here. Jax shows up um, at the beginning, and like, he's really in without his metal arms so yeah. i'm like oh shit are we gonna have to watch him like losing his arms which we did and it was that's fucking in the brutal. trailer though that's in the yeah. trailer, in the trailer yeah. how yeah. he uses but them. it was it was still super brutal yeah. way, and they did it along the newer canon of mortal kombat yes. not he just wanted cybernetic enhancements yeah right like like and i also like how sub-zero is like sure shang song is like the ultimate threat right mm. now yeah. Um, well, well, of course, well, I'm sure we'll get Shao yeah. Kahn, but Sub Zero is like, like the main bad guy. Is like the this. main bad guy, and he like at the end when Cole Young is like, you know, you know, Sonya, you go take on this person, um, Jax, you take on this person, uh, Lou, take on this person, and then we'll all fight Sub Zero together as a team. Like yeah. it just shows how much of a threat he was, which he, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. But, <laughs> but through, it's still. But awesome. throughout the movie, yeah. you see how unstoppable he is, right? Which yeah. I think is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, Sonya is the best. This is the best Sonya we've seen oh, because gosh, not yeah. only it does she kick ass she, and she's formidable. That her acting is great, and like Spot the on. the kid, like the character, the character she puts into the character, and like the little subtle things she does, yeah. and like her delivery, and like her sense of humor, and the depth, and like it's just these characters. Even though it's origin stuff, it's they're they're already getting so fleshed out, mm, and yeah. the exposition was delivered super super yeah. well too. It wasn't all handed to you right out of the gate. Yeah. It was all given at the most opportune times, and. And maybe also because I was so used to Raiden being Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Even though he's an Asian character, mm-hmm. um, you kind of had to get used to it. You get used to it quickly, though. Yeah. Because yeah. Shang Tsung and Raiden are both just so sublime. Like, oh, they're so they're well casted. Yeah. And the beautiful part, I think, is that they didn't focus on Shang Tsung. They didn't focus on Raiden. Mm-hmm. Like, they were supporting characters. It yeah. was really about the development of the team, which in the first like i think when they redid the mortal kombat storyline that was the point it was like yeah. hey we're we're going to start focusing on these individual characters and then these godlike characters that are super and all powerful mm-hmm. we're going to we'll bring them in later and introduce yeah. them and as the story goes on and so you see that here where you see like raiden isn't just like kind of wise and like he's yeah. he's pretty freaking yeah. powerful mm-hmm. yeah. powerful shang song is um you know up until this point he, we know that he can um, another spoiler we know up until this point that he can only suck the life out of somebody if they're dead. Mm -hmm. Not the case in this one. Yeah. Um, You know, I won't tell you what happens. You need to watch it. Uh, Yeah. It's a bummer. It was, it was after the most, probably the most badass moment in the movie where we get to see a fatality and then the flawless victory. So many stand up and cheer moments. Mm. I will say for me that, uh, uh, some of the acting fell a little flat in spots. Yeah. I mean, but it didn't matter. And at all you but also i want to say the guy who got the, they got to play kano was like yeah like it's it's like damn it oh why do i like he's so he's lovably hateable and like and he's he's such a dick they, but he's like perfect. he's so yeah. funny they i will say this uh just as kind of closing thoughts i am so excited they set up for so they set up for at least one sequel 
Yeah, absolutely. And you said, was it the guy that plays Joe? Cole? Yeah, the guy who plays Bihan. Um, okay, Bihan. the guy that played Joe is has signed on. It is in the news this week. He signed on for four more movies. So I'm a all here five, for it. A five movie Mortal Kombat universe. I'm ready for it. I I'm, cannot. After wait. this, I'm like, give me the sequel. Because yes. the way this ends, like the final scene, we're literally like hands in the air, like yes, yeah, yeah. And I, and I know we're being coy saying final scene, final this. If we already are on a spoiler alert right now, yeah, they tease Johnny Cage at the end. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, yeah, because I'm like, going to Hollywood. Yeah, some guy that like the guy that booked Cole Young for his like lowly $200 fights. He's like, I don't fight for $200 anymore. He's like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to Hollywood. He's like, what's in Hollywood? He's like, not what, who? And, and we're then like, <gasps> then camera pans and you see the waist down shot of johnny cage's belt buckle like a movie poster it's a movie poster citizen cage yeah yes so so it was just awesome tyler like you said i think it's a great rating eight out of ten for the new to mortal Kombat. zero out of ten for okay so we have a we have a segment at the end where we say what's good about this movie and i know we're running a little late folks sorry but not sorry um but um so I'm gonna take it to if we have a guest, I ask you. Usually I'll ask Matt, uh, and of course you can jump in. Of course, oh, of course. Um, but I'll I have start. nothing good to say. If anything, Tyler, what if you can pull anything that's good? It doesn't even have to do with the movie. It can do with your life surrounding the movie at sure. that time. What was good about this movie? Yeah, you know, um, I'm a big ninja fan. Ninja mm-hmm. movies are my thing, and so the 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 two ninjas you see, they keep it to Sub Zero Scorpion. And they did a great job with their fight choreography. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, all day long, that's been my favorite spot of that whole movie yeah. is seeing Sub-Zero and Scorpion go at it because you don't see them go at it in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the whole franchise is built around those yeah. two uh, ninjas. And so seeing them go at it in this in the second Annihilation uh, was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for sure. Actually, I will say one good thing, and it was watching it with you guys and talking shit. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I do. I do. I. The only thing I like thinking about here is it was the infancy of what Matt and I have grown to do all throughout our lives. Is like Matt kind of he kind of mentioned briefly at the beginning here. If if we find out about something, we did this with the crow. We did this with pro wrestling. If we start, if we spark an interest in something, we will um, obsessively research sink our it. teeth into yeah, it. We yeah, we will sink our teeth into it. And we will obsessively research it. So it reminds me of like first being, this was like one of the first handful of movies I ever, when, um, when mom showed us IMDb when we were mm-hmm. like 10 or 11 years old, this was one of the first movies I would utilize IMDb. Yeah. I'd go to like really like pedestrian fan websites over it um, just to read about it and then bug mom to rent it. Yeah. So it reminds me of being a kid. It reminds me of like what we would come to do and this is how we would learn pop culture and nostalgia yeah. and learn about movies and stuff like that, is the obsessive research. So this was kind of like a cornerstone to doing that, is obsessively researching this, and it reminds me of being a, a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid yeah. um, with it. Um, and it's fun to just talk about, oh, the tracking was off, and right out of the yeah. gate I knew it was going to be bad. Yep. Um, but what wasn't bad... Tyler, thank you so much yes. for joining us. We always love having always. you on any podcast. Just love hanging out. Love always, hanging out. Gentlemen. Can't wait for the rest of today. Thank you for bringing us to Mod West. Heck yeah, KC. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing thank us here. Thank you, Mod West, for having yes. such a cool space. Yeah. Exactly, because it was who was it your idea to cross promote us in Mod West, or was it your was yeah, it so, folks there? Uh, totally, it was my, my my thought was hey, bring you guys in. We can be here and record in a cool spot. Show you what I do um, outside of my residency. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just 
promote we, we want to partner with people and promote businesses yeah. as we can and you know you guys do the podcast you guys are family so easy awesome. start easy yeah. thing to do so yeah and you you were it. telling us yesterday you're at ground level with them and they're there there's there's some big things afoot hopefully with mod west and what you guys do uh we support you just like you support us thank yep. you so much thank you for all of you out there who support us and are listening until the next time the house lights are up the film's off the reel you don't have to go home but you can't stay here we'll see you next time <laughs>